With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fancy Football Scout. My name is Joe and today we'll be deep diving into Newcastle as their fixtures improve. But which players should we be targeting? Um, as ever, please press please press that like button if you're enjoying our content. And do remember to subscribe to keep up to date with all our latest content, both on YouTube and also uh, wherever you receive your podcasts. Um, so, on to Newcastle. So, before we look at the fixtures... Uh, and player stats, it's worth noting that they've had some tough games so far, especially against uh, my team, uh, the mighty Brighton Hove Albion. Um, But they have still been posting very good numbers despite those fixtures. So they've scored seven goals, um, and that's the same as they were expected to score according to the expected goal stats. Um, So they are neither under nor overperforming. They're doing exactly as they should be there. Um, So that's an uh, expected goal every 56 minutes. Um, But they face Brentford next, who are the best by that metric, uh, with an XG expected goal of every 38 minutes, which means that perhaps is not the best fixture to start bringing in a Newcastle defender, given they're against, uh, on paper, um, the most attacking side. Um, So on their defence, they've conceded seven at Newcastle, but they were only expected to concede five. So they can count themselves marginally unlucky there um, but they won't face uh, Brighton's Evan Ferguson every day um, so uh, there is definitely hope there um, so let's have a look at the fixtures so there's a few wild cards floating around in game week five um, game week eight uh, and game week nine um, and game week ten these will be popular times this is when the fixtures start to swing for a number of teams for example Liverpool and of course Newcastle um, in game week well game week five now as we'll we'll look at um but yeah there's those fixture swings there also there's an international break and people like to wild card um in an international break because it gives them a bit more time um and you do you, well i think these days you don't get as many price rises you get you get an initial burst of price rises then it goes a bit flat um but yeah looking at this uh fixture table so i've done fixture difficulty from the fancy football scout members area from game weeks five through to 14. So it's a good spread. So it shows you sort of what's happening 
for those wildcarding now and those considering at that sort of 8, 9, 10 juncture. And indeed, for those that are considering just holding fire on their wildcard or they've already used it already. Um, so it's, it's something for everyone. Um, Burnley, Luton and Villa have the best fixtures according to this. Burnley and Luton skewed by the fact they have a double game week in game week seven. But then he's got Newcastle. They're the fourth best uh, defence according to the season ticker um, over the next uh, nine or ten game weeks, which is great. Um, they've got Brentford at home next. A home fixture against Brentford, very attacking. So um, they should they should do well in it, but they could concede. Then they've got Sheffield United away. That looks quite good for a clean sheet and attacking returns. Burnley at home, same thing. Another promoted side, clean sheet, attacking with terms. West Ham United away. Um, you would think they would get the better of them there, um, but um, West Ham can be tricky. Uh, but then they've got Crystal Palace at home and Wolves away. So through from game week five to ten, these are great fixtures for Newcastle. Then it toughens up slightly. You've got Arsenal at home game week 11. Bournemouth away, that's a good fixture. Then they've got Chelsea at home and Manchester United at home. So some some home games, but they're tricky home games. So it's always, the fixtures stiffen a bit there. So if you're looking to get on a Newcastle player, defender or an attacker, um, I think an attacker is probably good to go now. So if you're wildcarding or just looking for a, um, a transfer, game week five, um, attackers look good. And we'll look at some of those options in a bit. But for defensive point of view, game week six is probably better. Uh, Sheffield United away. Um, a lot of people have Mbomo in their team, exactly. So if you're getting a Newcastle defender to face Mbomo, um, so that's, you know, only one's going to do well out of that. Well, both could, but unlikely. Um, so you've got all those fixtures all the way through game week eight. You've got West Ham away and then you've got Crystal Palace away and Wolves. So game week eight is a good time. But it's when you get to sort of game week 10. So if you're holding off your wild card for the fixture swing in game week 10. Um, so nine or 10, you say, for example, you've got um, so Liverpool have just started their good run. Um, you're sort of starting to get to the point where you could possibly leave Newcastle. I, I personally wouldn't be that keen on Newcastle asset against Arsenal, Bournemouth great, Chelsea and Manchester United, I think there is better out there. Um, so um, I think those are the those are the things you've got to be got to be considering when you're, you're getting in a Newcastle player. Um, and of course, it's going to be different for defence and attack. And their attack is arguably good to go, but as we'll look when we look at their midfielders and forwards, um, it's quite tricky to predict because you've got Champions League coming up. Um, so there's a group of players that are playing and doing quite well. There's a group of players that are being subbed on and, and aren't getting regular starts. They're actually still doing quite well. So you've, you're going to take your pick and, and find out who's going to be um, starting. Um, what I'll do is I'll look, at, I'll look at Nick Pope in a sec because a lot of people are getting sick of their goalkeepers, especially if they've got, say, for example, Everton's Pickford, who hasn't done very well. Um, and they're looking for a new goalkeeper. That could be a good route into the Newcastle um, defence. I will then look at the defence and I'll use a table I've got about um, looking at attacking defenders. Um, and so that that shows you, I mean, obviously they, they, they should all, you know, all, all the starting defenders should do well, the clean sheets, because they're all the same. But it will show you perhaps who might be better in terms of bonus or might be better in terms of um, getting those assists or even a goal or two. Um, and then we'll look at those midfield and forwards. I'll bunch them up together to see who's the most attacking out of them, really. So hopefully that should give you some good options. Um, Nick Pope, let's have a look where he stands in my table of the best goalkeepers from game weeks one to four. Um, so what I've done is I've sorted this by minutes per save. It's a great metric because basically save 
Lots of saves equals lots of points. You get um, three saves, you get a point. So you can concede, but if you make nine saves, you've got those three points. Chances are you probably get some bonus as well. Um, but also important, are they getting clean sheets? Also important, how many goals are they conceding? And also important, is this something called expected goals prevented? And this is what they're actively preventing. This is what they, as goalkeepers, are preventing. So we can see at the top, Leno, for example, his expected goals prevented is two. So he, there are two... There were, there were two chances that they were that, that Fulham were expected to concede, um, uh, and Leno actively um, stopped that. If they're in minus, however, they uh, actually actively probably either caused that goal, depending how you want to look at it, uh, or they were just completely at fault, or they were rubbish at, uh, at saving that. So, for example, uh, uh, Martinez uh, is minus one. Onana is similar on that. So it's their, their, their fault. They conceded that particular goal. And Nick Pope, we can see on this list here, is one, two, three, four, five, six. So he's sixth out of, uh, in terms of minutes per save. They're all, a lot of them are quite similar. And I've also put Edison and Johnston at the end, just because they're popular picks, just to show where they are. So Pope's stats is he's con they've conceded seven goals, um, but on the goals imminent video we did this week, um, they were expected to concede five. So he's marginally unlucky there. No clean sheets, though. Tough fixtures. So we've got good fixtures coming up. So this should improve. Minutes per save, every 25 minutes a save. That's pretty good. That's, that means you, you're going to be looking at getting perhaps three to four saves a match. That equals more points and more chance of a bonus, especially if you can keep a clean sheet. But a third of a goal, um, the expected goal um, stat gurus believe he could have saved. So not not quite a goal like Anana and Martinez, but Pope um, could have conceded there. Um, just just for just for the sake of those uh, listening and can't see this table, um, Leno is the top for minutes per save. Um, but he has conceded 10 goals. Allison is next. He's your 5.5 man, which is the same as Pope. Allison is, is the best 5.5, according to this, minutes per save every two minutes. And he's, he's prevented one and a fifth goal, whatever that means, um, and only conceded three goals. So if you're looking at Pope at 5.5, I would perhaps consider Allison instead. Um, so, and look elsewhere for your Newcastle defensive asset. There are better goalkeepers, and and at Pope at five point five. If it was five or four point five, yeah, go for it. But five point five is a little bit too much. Um, Turner is next after Allison in terms of minutes per save at twenty two. Every, every one every twenty two minutes. Same with Ariola. And uh, Anana's just behind him. And then Martinez, Pope. And um, I put Pickford in as well. He's a minutes per save every 30 minutes. And he's conceded eight goals and had clean sheets. That, that And he's actively um, not prevented um, seven-tenths of a goal. <laughs> so um, he's pretty poor on all the metrics there. Um, so Pickford to Pope is not a bad move. But perhaps Pickford to another goalkeeper could be better. Um, and I put Edison and Johnston in here. Johnston's popular at Crystal Palace. Um, he is not making many saves. He doesn't need to. Defence is quite good. Um, one clean sheet, but minutes per save every 72 minutes. Edison, same, every 72 minutes. Um, and uh, Johnston, as <laughs> whenever he has faced a, a, um, a, a shot on goal, he hasn't been very good on it. Minus 1.6 for the expected goals prevented there so that's where Pope fits in really um not ideal value um so perhaps look elsewhere for a defender um so let's have a look at some defenders so what I've done is I've, I've used my most attacking defenders table and I've just stripped everyone out apart from uh Newcastle um 
So Botman's only had three starts, but because he was injured, he could still be injured as we, we, we're, we're chatting on during the international break. So watch out for team news uh, on Friday with Neil uh, to see what the latest is with Botman. Um, Trippier is top of this with an expected goal involvement of 0.59. Um, so that's not, I mean, if that was a striker, that would be pretty, pretty bad. This isn't every match. This is across four matches. So that would be pretty bad if you're a striker. But if you're a defender, that's actually not too bad. He's had no assists, but he has created 10 chances. He's had no shots inside the box. He's taken 13 corners. Um, now, this is a familiar set of stats for Trippier from last season and indeed this season from when I do the goals imminent uh, table. Because um, uh, sometimes he doesn't feature on there because I filter that through uh, expected assist stats. So this is what the the, uh, the stat gurus believe was the quality of those, those potential assists there. And... Frequently, they weren't of a quality. So it's a lot of quantity here, 10 chances created. But sometimes they just don't meet those expected stats figures. And and we saw that last season, a um, lot of assist potential, a lot of corners, a lot of chances created. But he wasn't actually getting assists uh, that frequently, as you would expect from those stats. Um, but where that does work is bonus. Um, creating chances, taking those those corners all of those, all of those, all of those sort of those those metrics of measuring uh, bonus points, um, he's doing well at. So if they can keep a clean sheet, he will get bonus points for that clean sheet, but also um, for all of the other things he does, creating those chances. So that is why when Newcastle got a clean sheet last season, it would say Botman six points, Trippier nine points. And that is why you're doing it. But, and that's why he's 6.5 million. So he's got good bonus return. That's what you're getting with him. If you can afford him, get him in. But perhaps Brentford game week five is perhaps not the best time for a defence. Because you might not get those clean sheets. But those clean sheets look like, I hope they will come. Um, Botman's next. Three shots inside the box. This is pretty good. 4.5. He would be my top choice just to save a bit of money. He's 2 million cheaper. And he has a tiny bit of goal threat. And he has created just one chance, though. His expected goal involvement is, is 0.41. Um, it's, it's not too far behind Trippier, really, with 0.59. Um, but no corners, um, and he could be injured at the moment. But if he's fit, well, I think he's a great a great option. Once again, perhaps not for game week five, but game week six onwards. Uh, Dan Byrne, uh, one shot inside the box. I mean, for those who don't know, Dan Byrne, he's a Brighton player, uh, moved to Newcastle. He's huge. Uh, he's, he's always a threat. He has scored for Newcastle, um, uh, I think once. Um, so it's rare, but he can score. So there's a minute amount of goal threat there. Um, and he did play left back, um, uh, even though he sort of, he can play centre back, can play left back, and he can get returns um, uh, from there. So there's a, mo- a minute amount of assist potential there. Expected goal involvement 0.18. So that's half of Botman and uh, about a third of Trippier. Um, so four starts, nevertheless, um, so, uh, share, uh, one shot inside the box, same as Byrne, uh, and behind Botman. So we could be seeing a, a change, very small sample, just four game weeks of share not being as attacking as Botman, but share historically has been, uh, no goals, no assists, no chances created, no corners. Um, on current evidence, share is one, <laughs> is a wait and see. Um, he does have the pedigree, but he, on current form in terms of attacking threat, Botman and Trippier are your probably are probably your main men there. Um, so um, let's move on to midfielders and forwards. So see who's attacking there. 
So once again there, I've looked at, um, well, on this one, I've looked at game weeks one to four, and it's midfielders and forwards. Um, and I've sorted this by minutes per expected goal involvement. Um, and this is a sort of um, a tale of two Newcastle cities, <laughs> Newcastle United's rather. Um, so um, you've got a group of players that are starting and are doing well, are starting to register a lot of returns um, and looking promising. And you've got a group of players that aren't starting, but are getting substitute appearances and are profiting from them and looking good. Um, the reason it's important that you look at those two groups is because Newcastle um, have a tough Champions League group, probably the toughest. Their, their Champions League, like all the sides, kicks in. So they will want to field their best side for that um you know it's the first time in champions league for a while um so whilst the likes of isaac and gordon um tonali uh, almarum um are, are starting all the games at the moment in the league that may not be the case murphy for example might get some minutes harvey barnes is being brought in i suspect for this rotation and he could get some minutes callum wilson could could start instead of Isaac, and these are all got all got strong potential as well. So this is going to be so. For me, I personally wouldn't. I would use game week five to to assess, and then see once Champions League kicks in, who's likely to uh, be benched. And will Will Wilson and Barnes um, crack on and, and get the starts? And and if they get the starts, they could do well. Um, so at the top of this, in terms of Newcastle's best midfields and forwards, in terms of minutes per expected goal involvement, is Murphy. The guy's only played four minutes. <laughs> so I haven't flagged him up at uh, 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 highlighting him. So that, that's why he's top. He's a minutes per, he's got a baseline bonus, which is everything you do apart from score and assist. Um, of uh, every, He's got a baseline bonus point every one minute. <laughs> he's only been on the pitch for four minutes and he got an assist and he created two chances. So he really used those four minutes well. Um, a minutes per expected goal goal involvement, a goal involvement every 37.9 minutes if that was sort of stri- stra- extrapolated uh, across, a, across a start. Um, yeah, um, he's 4.9 million. He could be a useful enabler if he starts uh, and he may well do with Champions League. The person, the the one at the top that I've flagged up is Wilson. He's next. Uh, minutes per expected goal involvement every eighty four minutes. So goal involvement every match or so. Five shots on target. Uh, no starts though. Just been as a sub. Created a chance. Five shots on target. Two goals. So he's had no starts but two goals. That's good. Minutes per baseline bonus. Um, every f- uh, uh, baseline bonus every forty point seven minutes. See that's not good. So that that proves that you really want to see him start. So if he was starting and he was shooting much more and he was still racking up that level of goals, you'd expect to see him get obviously the six points for turning up and the goal, plus probably a, a, um, a bit of extra with the bonus as well because um, he's accurate as well. Next on this is, is Harvey Barnes, uh, 6.4 million, two chances created, two shots on target, an assist and a goal, no starts. So this shows that if he does start, he could be a great asset there. Um, and this is the crucial bit. And this is what those that play the Sky game will know about Harvey Barnes. He shoots a lot. He can't stop it. He's like, oh, I've got to shoot. I've got to shoot. Uh, minutes per baseline bonus, um, 8.8. So he does shoot accurately, but they're not of a quality, but he shoots enough one will go in and which is what happens with him um so he's getting lots of shots on target i think 
uh, minutes per baseline bonus there. So baseline bonus of eight, of one every 8.8 minutes that he's on the pitch. Pretty good, pretty good. Once again, small sample because he's like Murphy, barely been on the pitch. Um, Gordon's next. Um, now, I mean, Gordon, Everton player, but he was seen by Newcastle when they brought him in as a sort of the great hope to revive their season. I don't know if anyone's seen the uh, All or Nothing documentary, but uh, they really were trumping Gordon up to be their their sort of saviour. And he has done, he has done well. Um, but I, I guess people, um, you know, think perhaps he's overvalued like in real life. But he's only 5.5 million. Uh, he's created five chances. He's had three shots on target. He's gotten a goal and assist and he started every match so far. I think that's pretty good for 5.5 million minutes per baseline bonus one every 20 minutes, which isn't too bad. Um, but yeah, shows that I think he could be a good asset, but he is starting at the moment. So if we think there's going to be rotation, it'll be him going out. So if you get him in now, bear in mind, you might suddenly see the likes of Barnes, for example, in his place. Um, uh, Isaac, 7.7 million. He's the main guy up front. He's clearly starting. He supplanted Wilson as the main number one. But will he be uh, when Champions League kicked in? Four shots on target. He's created a chance. Two goals so far. This is what you expect from him. He's a goal scorer. Four starts. Uh, minutes per expected goal. One every 189 minutes. So one every other match. Uh, minutes per baseline bonus. Everyone every 15.5 minutes. So that's pretty good as well. Um, if he scores, he should get bonus. Uh, Tanali is next on the list. Uh, 5.5 million. Uh, three chances created. Two shots on target. Just a goal so far. Minutes line per baseline bonus. One every 8.9 minutes. That's great. So he's going to do well in bonus because of all the all the boring stuff. The passing, the tackling, all of those kinds of things. That's what he does in midfield. Uh, Almiron is next. Similar minutes per baseline bonus. One every 9.4 minutes. No goals or assists yet, but he has created four chances and two shots on target. The expected goal involvement stat guys don't like him too much. Uh, one uh, goal involved, expected goal involvement every 402.5 minutes. That's not very good. So he's not shooting or or crossing or, you know, uh, creating chances of a quality. And, and Joe Ellington is next. 5.9 million, five chances created, one shot on target. No goals and assists so far, but minutes per baseline bonus, one every 7.7. So he could be a good asset there. Um, for bonus, but minutes per expected goal involvement every 483.1 minutes, which isn't great. So you can see the narrative there. Um, it's your attitude to risk who you think is going to start. Um, and that's going to be tricky to assess there. The guys who are com coming in in place of the regular starters have strong potential to haul Wilson and Barnes. They could get huge um, double digit returns in any week if they're starting. If you're that type of manager that wants to take a gamble on that type of player, go for it. If you want to go for the safety, Gordon, uh, Isaac, these are the guys that are starting. These are guys that have got great stats in terms of attacking. But will they start in Champions League? Once again, that's the sort of risk you've got to take. And that's why I think game week five for me might become too early. This is a classic example of I need more information. They've had their tough fixtures. They've got good fixtures now. Brentford is a sort of middling fixture is quite quite tough they're against a bad uh, a top a top attack um but could score so i would like to see um a little bit more information but if you if you're quite gung-ho about it go for it there's lots of potential there lots of good assets um thanks a lot for listening to me waffle on about newcastle um 
Uh, good luck um, with your game weeks. Good luck, whichever of these uh, guys you get in uh, to your team. Uh, Newcastle uh, Champions League side, top side, got strong stats, uh, uh, strong fixtures and strong potential in their players. So uh, I think, um, you know, you should do well, whichever ones you get in. Fingers crossed. Um, thanks a lot for your time. Remember to press like and remember to subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcasts and also to subscribe on YouTube. Thanks a lot for your time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.